0: Here's a brief explanation by William Bradford, who led the Plymouth Pilgrims, about why they left Holland. After they had lived in this city, Leiden, about some 11 or 12 years, which is the more observable being the whole time of the famous truce between that state and the Spaniards, and sundry of them were taken away by death, and many others began to be well stricken in years, the grave mistress experience having taught them many things. Those prudent governors, with sundry of the sagest members, began both deeply to apprehend their present dangers and wisely to foresee the future and think of timely remedy. In the agitation of their thoughts and much discourse of things hereabout, at length they began to incline to this conclusion, of removal to some other place, not out of any new fangledness or other such-like giddy humor by which men are oft-times transported to their great hurt and danger, but for sundry, weighty, and solid reasons, some of the chief of which I will here briefly touch. And first, they saw and found by experience the hardness of the place and country to be such as few in comparison would come to them, and fewer that would abide it out and continue with them. For many that came to them, and many more that desired to be with them, could not endure the great labor and hard fare, with other inconveniences which they underwent and were contented with. But though they loved their persons, approved their cause, and honored their sufferings, yet they left them. Yet, alas, they admitted of bondage with danger of conscience rather than to endure these hardships. Yea, some preferred and chose the prisons in England rather than this liberty in Holland with these afflictions. But it was thought that if a better and easier place of living could be had, it would draw many and take away those discouragements if they were in a place where they might have liberty and live comfortably, they would then practice as they did. Secondly, they saw that though the people generally bore all these difficulties very cheerfully and with a resolute courage, being in the best and strength of their years, yet old age began to steal on many of them, and their great numbers and continual labors, with other crosses and sorrows, hastened it before their time. So, as it was not only probably thought, but apparently seen, that within a few years more, they would be in danger to scatter by the necessities pressing them, or sink under their burdens, or both. Thirdly, as necessity was a taskmaster over them, so they were forced to be such, not only to their servants, but in a sort to their dearest children. The which, as it did not a little wound the tender hearts of many a loving father and mother, so it produced likewise sundry sad and sorrowful effects. For many of their children, that were of the best dispositions and gracious inclinations, having learned to bear the yoke in their youth, and willing to bear part of their parents' burden, were oftentimes so oppressed with their heavy labors that though their minds were free and willing, yet their bodies bowed under the weight of the same and became decrepit in their early youth, the vigor of nature being consumed in the very bud, as it were. But that which was more lamentable, and of all the sorrows most heavy to be born, was that many of their children by these occasions and the great licentiousness of youth in this country and the manifold temptations of the place were drawn away by evil examples into extravagant and dangerous courses getting the reins off their necks and departing from their parents some became soldiers others took upon them far voyages by sea and others some worse courses tending to dissoluteness and the danger of their souls to the great grief of their parents And dishonor of God, so that they saw their prosperity would be in danger to degenerate and be corrupted. Lastly, and which was not least, a great hope and inward zeal they had of laying some good foundation, or at least to make some way thereunto, for the propagating and advancing the gospel of the kingdom of Christ in those remote parts of the world. Yea, though they should be, but even as stepping stones unto others for the performing of so great a work. These and some other like reasons moved them to undertake this resolution of their removal, the which they afterward prosecuted with so great difficulties. The place they had thoughts on was some of those vast and unpeopled countries of America, which are fruitful and fit for habitation being devoid of all civil inhabitants, where there are only savage and brutish men which range up and down, little otherwise than the wild beasts of the same. This proposition being made public and coming to the scanning of all, it raised many variable opinions amongst men and caused many fears and doubts amongst themselves. Some from their reasons and hopes conceived, labored to stir up and encourage the rest to undertake and prosecute the same. Others, again out of their fears, objected against it and sought to divert from it, alleging many things, and those neither unreasonable nor unprobable, as that it was a great design and subject to many inconceivable perils and dangers, as the casualties of the seas, which none can be freed from, the length of the voyage was such as the weak bodies of women and other persons worn out with age and travel as many of them were could never be able to endure and yet if they should the miseries of the land which they should be exposed unto, would be too hard to be born and likely some or all of them together to consume and utterly to ruinate them for There, they should be liable to famine and nakedness and want in all manner of things. The change of air, diet, and drinking of water would infect their bodies with sore sickness and grievous diseases. And also, those which should escape and overcome these difficulties should yet be in continual dangers of the savage people who are cruel, barbarous, and most treacherous being most furious in their rage and merciless where they overcome, not being content only to kill and take away life, but delight to torment men in the most bloody manner that may be, flaying some alive with the shells of fishes, cutting of the members and joints of others by piecemeal, and broiling on the coals, eat the collops, that is, slices, Of their flesh in their sight whilst they live, with other cruelties horrible to be related. It was answered that all great and honorable actions are accompanied with great difficulties, and must be both enterprised and overcome with answerable courage. It was granted the dangers were great, but not desperate. The difficulties were many, but not invincible. For though there were many of them likely, yet they were not certain, it might be sundry of the things feared might never befall. Others, by provident care and the use of good means, might in a great measure be prevented. And all of them, through the help of God, by fortitude and patience, might either be borne or overcome. True it was that such attempts were not to be made or undertaken without good ground and reason, not rashly, or lightly, as many have done for curiosity, or hope of gain, etc. But their condition was not ordinary. Their means were good and honorable, their calling lawful and urgent. And therefore, they might expect the blessing of God in their proceeding. Yea, though they should lose their lives in this action, yet might they have comfort in the same, and their endeavors would be honorable. They lived here, but as men in exile, and in a poor condition, and as great miseries might possibly befall them in this place. For the twelve years of truce were now out, and there was nothing but beating of drums and preparing for war. The events whereof are always uncertain. The Spaniard might prove as cruel as the savages of America, and the famine and pestilence as sore here as there, and their liberty less To look out for remedy after many other particular things answered and alleged on both sides it was fully concluded by the major part to put this design in execution and to prosecute it by the best means they could so that is william bradford's description of why he and the pilgrims left leiden in holland and sailed for america